You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 90. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's crack like in podcast world? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 90. Noventa. Man, I feel like we're bringing in a country style today, baby. Yeah. You, you would think somebody's headed to the West. <laughs> could, you, it could be a possibility. Yeah, it's true, man. Could I like be that. A possibility. Did CC just say Noventa? He doesn't want any tall coffees or anything? What, what was going on there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, TC? I like how we looked at each other. Just like that. That's what you do when John does one of those things. Just let it go right over your head, buddy. You were halfway there. I was, I was like, I can't do that. A novena. We're going to go Noventa. I, I feel like I missed out. You know, I just got to hear the uh, joys of John. So mm. enjoyed that episode. And you know, talked about some of the silly stuff I did. So just, I'm going in today. That's it. I'm bringing uh, it out. Oh, yeah. Part of your talent, buddy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why we pay you the big bucks. Yep. Ooh, man. You retired before long. Yep, that's right. Oh, well, folks, today we're going to be coming to you with a topic on multitasking. And I will say, uh, I think we're going to go through some of the good components of multitasking, some of maybe the negative components of multitasking. I think going into this prior to us chatting about it here a few minutes precast, I thought it was a big positive thing because I do a lot of it in my life. But I think Craig might share a little bit on uh, some of the negatives uh, and what some of the studies are showing out there. And John might refute some of those, it sounds like. So I think we'll be in for a good ride. So buckle up today. And before we get cracking, Johnny, good old would you rather. Well, before we get into the would you rather, I want to give a thanks to Trevor Jolie, one of my colleagues here in town, who uh, sent out the topic recommendations, uh, you know, saying now, I wasn't sure if y'all touched on any of this stuff yet, but uh, I think this would be a good opportunity. Um, although I think we've kind of touched on some of these things on the periphery we haven't really focused on this exclusively so i think it'll be a, a good opportunity to to bring that up so i appreciate the input trevor and as always you know if y'all have a topic that y'all would like for us to discuss throw it out there we don't always get to it immediately um now this one just happened on uh, short notice because we were supposed to have a guest today um a guy named bo brooks Coming to us yeah. from uh, Southeast Louisiana, um, as most of you may know, they got hit with Hurricane Ida, so um, he's having to deal with some recovery and all of that process that is really familiar to all of us in Southwest Louisiana, so we're going to try to schedule him for next week and get that on the board, but we're looking forward to doing that. It's going to be, I think, a really interesting interview. Okay, and to get on to the Would You Rather... Are y'all ready for this? Or? Yes, just Let's staring into John's eyes. Well, look away. Yeah, I'll try most of Look time. away. All right, guys. Would you rather shoes or go barefoot? 
John's going on this, Craig. Barefoot. <laughs> I don't know barefoot why you right say that. Who currently has on <laughs> shoes and who's currently barefoot? Yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Susie? You know what? Those that know me know that, once again, I'm going to split hairs down the middle on this. <laughs> I'm going we're going to get a good argument to I'm both sides. I'm going to be in sandals. Oh. oh. I love sandals. I'd probably wear them 90% of the time. You know, like flip-flops, sandal shoes, just like the casual. I feel like I'm always at the beach, even though I'm not at the beach. It just makes me feel happy and carefree. Um, probably, you know, so I do like, I do appreciate, uh, if I had to strictly answer your question, probably shoes. Just, I don't like to run, like to go do things. It kind of hurts to do barefoot, but I love being on the beach. I love being barefoot around my house. Um, sandals are kind of my main go-to, so... Yeah, I'm going to go uh, half barefoot, half shoe, a.k.a. sandal. <laughs> I think that's coming Good out of the box, Craig. I actually really like that creative thought. Um, you know, it's a hard one for me because I actually like the free. Not really a fan of the clothes or shoes, etc. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. that's why I didn't throw out, would you rather wear a shirt or not wear a shirt? We knew where that was going to go. It was too easy for you. <laughs> but um, I would go with the shoes as well, just because I feel like if, if that's all you were stuck, one decision or another, I do like to go hiking, get outside a good bit, and it gets hot outside too on the pavement and whatnot in the summers. So just from a more protective look, I'm going to go shoes, even though I, I enjoy also not having them on in certain instances as well. Okay, well, y'all didn't ask me any qualifying questions, so it wasn't really a, do you want to wear shoes all the time forever? It pretty blanketed to me. It's like the rest of your life. You yeah. or you have shoes. So you we pick. have had some of those. But I know. We didn't challenge really, you with really the... throwing this one in the category, but okay. Um, yeah, you know, I would probably go barefoot uh, full-time if that was the case. Uh, as they're just laughing, at, whenever I threw it out there, I am barefoot at the moment. Um, I did wear the half and half like CC was talking about. I got some flip-flops, um, so what I'm not required to wear... Sh- you know, shoes at work or going to church, other things like that. I like to keep it pretty casual. Um, um, and just going around barefoot or flip flops. So for me, I would probably just go with the bare feet. And, um, you know, that's how we grew up. You know, we we're country kids. We ran around with no shoes. I like to tell my mom, I think about two, I went about two years without having a pair of shoes that actually fit me uh, growing up you know I'd find something to put on my feet whenever we'd go to church but other than that I don't think it they really fit I just survived for an hour so barefoot you know it's it's an interesting point you bring up on a on a more different note when it comes to this it's kind of amazing the different types of shoes whatever sandals barefoot options you have I am going out to the west here to Idaho and I was packing and it looks like we're going to get in some water up there, some natural lakes they have clear to the bottom. I mean, pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, and I got sandals, I got hiking shoes, I got regular shoes, and I thought to myself, man, I got a lot of coverage for my feet on this freaking trip for a three-day trip. So so you came up with that would-you-rather. I'm kind of thinking to myself, man, there's, there's a lot of value in something that's probably taken for granted every day, what we're wearing on our feet, versus if we were going barefoot. Yeah, you know, it, it can be a lifesaver, you know, depending on mm-hmm. your climate, uh, depending on uh, the temperature in southwest Louisiana. You cook cook the bottom of your feet off like a. I see yes. my little ones running outside on the pavement, so they get little hot, quick feet. They don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, definitely a lifesaver, body part saver. <laughs> All right. Ready to hop on into the topic here, boys? Yeah, I'll lead us off. I'll lead us off. 
So we're trying to decide what to talk about, and we reflected on a text that old brother Steve had sent out a while back about considering multitasking and whether this is a good thing or not. And, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then you start thinking about it, digging a little deeper. You might find some negatives, but I guess it all depends on how you look at it and you know how you define multitasking and how you apply it to your life. So today, I thought we could reflect on... Um, multitasking what it means you know if it's a good thing how can you implement it in your life it's a if it's a bad thing how can you modify it uh kind of look forward to hearing everybody's thoughts on it and just you know how it affects your life yeah you know i think too when it comes to multitasking i think you're right it's how it's utilized um i am a personal big fan of it i do it i feel like around the clock between I mean, at various times throughout the day, one minute I'm working in the legal world, one minute dealing with something down at the Botsky shop, and one minute dealing with the podcast, and sometimes doing all of it similarly at the same time. But then I thought to myself, even though you're multitasking, are you really doing it at the same time? Yeah, you're, you're doing maybe some things, but I think you can only do one thing at one time to some degree, even though you might not be fully invested in that one thing because you're doing other things. And then I think multitasking can be done through other people too. Like you can have people doing stuff for you, which is a, one of my components in life over here. Um, you know, we have help in a lot of avenues. And so multiple things are getting done at, mo- at the same time, but by, you know, various hands of people helping you out. So that's kind of what my general thoughts are on it. Well, my general thoughts on it or, yeah, multitasking, I think for most of us is something that is necessary through daily life. Um, certainly, um, less important tasks, I think, are the ones that you can accomplish uh, with greater ease and not have any difficulty doing that. Um, you know, I think you could run into problems if you're trying to do multiple, you know, small tasks that may not be super important, but try to accomplishing, you know, try to accomplish something that's very important while you're doing two or three other less important things. I think there's a, you know, a time for the multitasking and helping yourself save time and accomplish more things. But there's also a time that you need to, um, you know, set down and, and focus on more pertinent things that need to be accomplished uh, completely, accurately, um, that you don't need to multitask during some of those more important situations. You know, I was thinking of uh, this on a simplistic example. I think a lot of us do, and Craig was alluding to this earlier, and I don't even know if he thought, multitasking when we were chatting earlier about a podcast um that we enjoy listening to uh good old father mike we've mentioned a few times and there's a lot of times when i'm doing something i'll either have music playing or in i think craig's case craig and he can expound on this was talking about listening to the podcast and really being able to fully get something out of it when you're doing something else at the same time so i think when it comes to multitasking it can you can put yourself in a situation of error where you miss a detail can't fully lock into something craig you want to hop on that example a little bit yeah you know the more i reflect on it you know there's so many ways to look at multitasking and kind of matt what you're talking about you know i think multi-managing i don't know if that word exists but the mm-hmm. ability to manage multiple tasks just at made once. it yes and multi-managing it, you know or maybe that's what management means to handle a bunch of things at once <laughs> i don't know but it's like uh, the ability to take all these tasks but but bucket them and have people help you execute them but yes i can go for a walk listen to music and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> so I guess you could say I'm a multitasker, but and the example Matt was referencing Bible in a year podcast with father Mike, I like it. And I started listening to it when I was working out, but I almost kind of found myself over time. Um, it was almost like background music. Like I'd focus on the workout or focus on what's around me or even daydreaming while in my ear, father Mike's talking about the, um, 
the, the Bible verses. So I wasn't really giving it the full attention that I could. So I guess in some situations you could run the risk of not giving whatever task, you know, you, depending on the importance of the task, if you have three important tasks you're doing at once, you may be short, uh, you know, shortchanging yourself on your ability to do any one of those tasks to your best ability, maybe, uh, depending. So I guess, you know, if you look at it from, you know, the priority of those tasks, are you doing things that are, that are subconscious, like chewing and walking and listening, working out, versus something that needs a more higher level concentration? What are y'all's thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting, too. One that's just, you're, I've thought about it a lot, driving. Like driving, talking to somebody on the phone, you know, or thinking something in your head. Sometimes I'm, I'm getting a little work done while I'm driving, and literally I'll drive and get home and be like, man, I don't even remember driving. It's just like that uh, ability, but you are multitasking with it. Yeah, you're right. I think all, most people nowadays do multitask with all of the technology and availability mm-hmm. uh, in, in their cars. But going back to what CC was saying about, you know, doing podcasts. For, for me, whenever I listen to our podcast, this one you're listening to now, I don't do anything else other than maybe drive. Uh, I want it to be quiet. I don't want to focus on any other activities because, I'm, you know, I'm the same way too. Um, I'll start getting distracted and it'll take away from me receiving the message, uh, or giving the full attention that I want to give to, uh, that situation. So for me, listening to things while I'm trying to accomplish things is a difficult thing for me to, to focus on. I think you use the word folk. I like that word focus. Cause when I think of it, say you have a bunch of tasks, I think it really comes down to focus and then discipline, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've, you know, I'm not joking. I think I'm clinically an adult ADD <laughs> because I have a hard time kind of managing these thoughts in my head and, and really giving the attention they do, they deserve. And I, it takes a lot of conscious effort for me to do that. You know, like I had to clean the garage this weekend and I've got this third bay, you know, where they normally put your extra stuff. So I was going to organize these, uh, this system where you hang these racks and you put your tools up there and you, you know, put the screwdrivers and the hammers and all the little pegboard things. And it took like four hours. And in retrospect, I was like, golly. And I'm I'm in there. Goal is to hang the rack. I find myself tinkering with the stuff. Then next thing you know, I was cleaning drains in my yard. <laughs> and I was cutting some bamboo. And I was like, wait, wait, I'm supposed to be hanging these things. And I get outside and start playing with stuff. And it was the you know the inability to focus on the task at hand. And I'm trying to accomplish all these things that are in my head the multiple tasks and I really wasn't doing any one of them great. I was kind of dabbling in a bunch of them and I, I lost a lot of time. I did get it done eventually. Um, thank you because my wife kept me on track. She's very more task focused than I am. So it really helped. I think that's how we compliment each other. But so I kind of go back to that sort of discipline and focus, you know, it's, it's right. you know, <laughs> that's right. The ability to, to kind of focus on the task at hand, but at the same time manage the fact that you've got multiple pieces to the pie that have to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed too, a little bit in my, in my older age here that I'm starting to be like, I used to be able to balance a bunch of things in my head at one time. I've got to almost start writing down in the situation. Craig mm-hmm. is in there. Like I would get in and be like, Oh, I got this, this, this is I need to do. But I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to get the thing I'm trying to get done. Cause it would cause me probably a little more stress knowing, man, I got this over my head. I need to get it out of the way. But while I'm at it, it would be good to get X, Y, Z done. So I'll write it down. So I think insofar as mm-hmm. April helping you out there with some accountability, I think it helps to do that because I think all of us have multiple thoughts going on at one time. It could be even when I read a book, man, a lot of stuff going in and out yeah. of my head. And I'll be like, I'll stop reading and go do something else. It'll come, then I'll come back and read something like that. So 
I think that's well said in so far as being able to focus on it for sure. Yeah. I think a, a big avenue certainly is pertinent in my life is um, that requires a lot of multitasking is raising children, especially whenever you have oh, more yeah. than one. You know, you got to be able to change diapers while keeping people from jumping off of the refrigerator or cabinet uh, while feeding someone and, uh, you know, not burn what you're cooking at the same time. So uh, I think there's a lot of things, particularly as parents, that it's uh, a necessity um, to be able to survive. (laughs) You know, you need to be able to multitask uh, to do a bunch of different things just in order to keep everybody living, keep everybody fed, keep everybody clothed and that kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting. Another big component whenever y'all were talking was, um, it just made me think of, you know, professionally in my office, just one interaction with a patient of mine. I have to go in, communicate with the patient, listen to their problems, their concerns, what's better or what's worse, you know, get that information, use my health information technology, input that information. Um, so professionally, it's, it's something that I really wasn't even thinking about, but I know Cece and I have to do that all day, every day with every encounter, uh, accurately, you know, capture that, uh, interaction. It's true. I guess if you think about it, maybe multitasking can be a muscle that you can work and strengthen. Um, you know, in the case of an example that Steve used in clinic, you know, we'll be looking at an MRI, carrying on a conversation with a patient, playing with electronic medical records, reflecting on the exam we just did, building the treatment plan in our head, and doing all of it at the same time. But it flows easy because we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lord knows, I mean, I know Matt will email me on a case or maybe he's helping me with some stuff. And it's like, you know, submit this form, call this person to pose this thing. I'm like, good Lord. Like I just get a headache thinking about like all the moving parts, but it's his world. And he knows how to juggle these 50 things. And he's got stacks. Like, you know, have 10 uh, accounts across his desk and each one's in different stages of, you -hmm. can speak to this, Matt. And I'm like, that just gives me so much anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's kind of similar to what you just said in y'all's world. You're doing five, six things at once. That's like mine. I might go through 10, 12 cases in a day and, seeing the big picture but getting a bunch of little things done throughout the day kind of pushing something down the hill and i think john you, you kind of segues it segue to saying we started out maybe with some of the cons to to multitasking rolling into some of the positives i think there's a lot of positives here especially for me in my own world and y'all are speaking to it and y'all's i can get a lot of stuff done at one time which is a very i'm very grateful for being able to do that and can handle and um take care of multiple clients maybe at one time or within a certain amount of time uh, I also think it makes it allows the day to go by faster. It's just some things, I think it's something that can be trained, but also a talent to be able to multitask mm-hmm. and stuff, just as much as it's a talent to me for someone who can take one project and literally sit on that project and ink it all the way, start to finish and get everything in on it. I'm more of a kind of bigger picture and I'm probably not catching every single detail because I'm multitasking, but I like that because I'm getting to experience multiple things at one time um so i think that that segues into the family thing john i mean i think that's a a phenomenal thing too you have multiple Mm -hmm. kids each one needs a different probably has a different need etc at the same time and you're able to to juggle to to meet each one of them's needs so i think that goes into the pros of multitasking yeah you know i think it does uh, because it helps save you help save you time it helps um you know your life be more efficient um and it's something that, you know, to kind of go back to what CC was talking about, you know, 
professionally, you know, it, it certainly wasn't as easy as it was whenever you were in school and residency as it is now. Um, you know, those treatment plans, those actions, uh, capturing that interaction is just second nature now, kind of like what you were talking about with the drive to work, how it, you just kind of do it and it's just happens naturally because you've done it so much. And, you know, for the family life, I think that's something that, um, you know, it, it grows on you too. So I think to a big extent, you're, you're really accurate in that aspect. Uh, CC that it is a, you know, a muscle that the more you flex it, the more you use it, you can get improve and get better. Even if it isn't, you know, your strong suit to start off with. And one thought I had is a lot of the inefficiencies that I mentioned earlier about multitasking or the lack of productivity may come from lack of experience or even the ability, and I'm guilty of this, of wanting to perfect something. So and you alluded to the fact that, you know, let's say that there's these six things you need to do to accomplish this goal, you know, whether it be a new venture or a new, uh, a new thing in your life, the, you're just sitting there focusing on, I got to do everything right and you can't do any one of them good and you have this pressure on yourself to do it the best and therefore you're in this perpetual downward spiral and i know matt talked about earlier you know we started to talk about this the other day getting help you know getting assistance in certain Mm -hmm. parts of your life so if you're a housewife and you've got to clean the house buy the groceries drive this kid to baseball drive this kid to soccer um call the guy that can fix the plumbing whatever maybe you know in that situation who can help me drive you know, mm-hmm. who could I hire to maybe clean a part of the house? You know, what app can I use to get my groceries delivered? I mean, there's, and you know, I'm guilty of this. Like, who knows more about this one thing I'm trying to accomplish than I do? You know, how can I outsource that part of my sort of multi-cogged wheel out? So I'm not sitting there less effective at what I'm good at and instead of, you know, wasting my time focusing on what I'm not good at. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of different opportunities, I think, to help lessen that load. Because I think if you do get overwhelmed with uh, too many tasks, you know, it can cause a lot of anxiety and cause a lot of uh, mental health problems or just general unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're right now, um, there's so many different technology uh, avenues that can help you out with a lot of different things with just, you know, ordering on Amazon, ordering food pickup, order food delivery. You know, there's a lot of different things that can help lighten some of those loads. Yeah, I think it allows you, Craig, I like what you're talking about there, to use uh, other people's strengths in life. I'm a big fan of uh, using people's strengths, what you're not good at, man. Just hop on with somebody that, that knows a little more about it than you do, and it's a, it's an extreme, something that they can excel at. Um, good example, going to Idaho. and Idaho. Give, a, give a little shout-out here to, to Lady J. I was trying to get oh, – man, the, the lady who runs his life. I was trying to get – That's a true multitasker. We should have yeah. had her on this week. How do you handle the multitasks of hot dogs life? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, well, honestly, shooting this podcast, I just texted her. Uh, the dog was having some issues this morning, and I was like, hey, Lady J, did you go take on the dog? How we do it over there? <laughs> but we, Alexander and I are going up there, and I was trying to get a room at this place in um, Sun Valley, and it's like pretty expensive, and they were trying to get a three-night minimum out of it, and I was trying mm. to get a one-night stay maybe two max in this area because we're hopping around and i call doesn't work out we're like oh well looks like we're kind of sol here and i was like oh no we got lady j lady j to the rescue because she's good at this it's a strength of hers i don't know like okay. talking to people i feel like i'm pretty good but lady j's on another level next thing i know <laughs> that's lady where you j, get it lady j calls me back she got the room for us everything she made it happen <laughs> wow that's huge that's there you go that's a great Look example that. yeah that's that's kind of how so and it also makes me feel really good a just in my personality type for someone to help me because i love to help other people so it's a a sharing in it but allowing 
my mom to feel pretty good about being able to help because she's got a similar probably dichotomy in her mind of, of helping people. So I think one of the neat things about using other people to help you and being used, I think we're all put in places where we get to, to help people when they're, you know, in a situation where they may need help. I, I can go to the hurricane for myself, man. I had like nine things going on at one time. I had a lot of moving parts, but there was a lot of people involved in getting the house put back together. So like when you see somebody with a bunch of tasks on their shoulder and they're trying to multitask, being able to carry that load for them, mm-hmm. that's huge. And I think there's a line too with deciding how much to take on at one time, right? Yes. Because that can lead to having to multitask or lead to not being able to get something done the way you want to get it done. If you, um, maybe look at the load that you're trying to carry at one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's important that if you do get overwhelmed and, and overloaded with things like that, you know, it's always uh, nice to, or it can be productive to reach out and ask people for help. Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, I'm not one that likes to ask for help to do things. Um, and certainly over the last um, couple of years with all the things that we had going on around Southwest Louisiana with the floods, the hurricanes, mm-hmm. the ice storms, uh, I think everyone in our area just had to suck it up and accept help from other people. Some some of it was people coming in from outside of the community, uh, bringing meals, bringing water, other things that were necessary. But uh, I think it's just a good use of time if you get overwhelmed with the tasks at hand, just to ask someone close to you for help or ask somebody who you feel like is better at handling multitasks for direction. You know, we've talked about that a lot. You know, there's always somebody out there that has been through um, what you've been through. Um, there's tons of people out there that really excel at, at, at these types of tasks. So getting some of that wisdom from other people, I think, is is a good way to remedy some of that anxiety that may build up if you if you are feeling, feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, I think another thing that can come of it, too, uh, that I've noticed, I can get pretty tired at the end of the day. I'm mentally exhausted yeah. uh, a lot of days when you're trying to carry, you know, multiple things going on at the same time and trying to excel at doing all of them. Like I said, it can create errors, which I'm a pretty conscientious person, so I want to make sure what I'm doing is right. So I, I do ex- ex- expend a lot of energy when I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'll notice, like, some days I'll go home, it's nighttime, and I'm pretty tired. Last couple of times I've been to Craig's house to hang out. I've had a headache. I'm, I'm tired because you, and you're like, man, what did I do today? I just basically was at the office working or whatnot, but shoot, I could go. A lot of times I work out in the morning. I'm on the phone at the same time, riding my bike with somebody. So a lot of that, my mind is using a lot, a lot more energy than if I was just doing one thing at a time. So I think there is a little give and take when you're multitasking too. Yeah. You know, I think it can be something that's mentally draining for you like that. Uh, you know, if you do get too overloaded with tasks, it can be something that, you know, at night, whenever you are trying to rest, you're not able to shut your mind down enough. You're still thinking about something that you didn't complete that day. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it is something that you're getting into that area where you're not fulfilling all of the tasks, multitasks that you're trying to do in a day, you need to, you need to look for some relief, some ways to um, undo that burden. So it's not, you know, I think it can potentially run into a, um, a sleeping issue if it's something that your mind just keeps focusing on it uh which i think a lot of people do yeah i agree i think it's um sometimes our careers and lives are, are so demanding and require so much multitasking that we don't know how to not multitask in our recreation you know yeah <laughs> going for the bike ride or running and listening to things um i know april called me out at the beach because i'm like i can't i couldn't sit still i was like having to do stuff and listen to all this stuff and just take a deep breath and look at the water right 
just read the book, just relax, you know, or go for the run and do nothing more than just listen to normal music. Right. And uh, so those are important things. Maybe meditation, massage, just something to let yourself completely shut off the tasks and kind of rejuvenate your batteries. All right, guys, I think that's been some pretty good informative stuff on the happenings of multitasking. And yeah, I want to thank thank Trevor for inspiring the topic here because we kind of were in need of one at the last minute with our loss of a guest. Um, So I think that worked out well. But before we shut her here down, we're going to light the old candle for what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. And Johnny Boy is going to take it in this week. Johnny? Yeah, guys, we're gassing it up. As y'all know, we just had a recent addition to the family uh, last couple of weeks, and um, the area that we were having child care had some problems with uh, some COVID and closures and other things like that. So uh, one of the things that we decided to do was hit the brakes and put the tiny gift in uh, school. We were supposed to keep him out another year. We were going to have all the kids in one spot for one one more year, um, so everybody would have been in the uh, same side of town as we live and it would have been pretty easily easy for a year so I was looking forward to that um, but with all the mix-up we were kind of shuffling and try to get things together for uh, child care and that uh, so we decided to enroll um, the tiny gift in our lady queen of heaven school big days here for nice, tiny nice yeah you know it was something that, yeah <laughs> I know it was something that I wasn't really looking forward to I don't know why I, had, I guess I had the math wrong. I was thinking he was going to be... He was not jumping for joy about this a couple of days ago. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I didn't. I thought he was going to be too young, but once my wife was like, what are you talking about? He'd be 19 whenever he, in January when he graduated. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll be fine. So anyway, we are enrolling him. He starts um, pre-K tomorrow. Um, our lady it's hard Queen to believe Tiny is already that. Old. It is hard to believe, it and you know, it's, it's a bittersweet thing, and uh, it makes me think back to hearing CC talk about his daughters and the different uh, transitions mm-hmm. in their lives, and just looking at you know, you know, last time I talked about how you know, um, um, Andrew was about the same age as oh, Matthew yeah. is now. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I met him and then now just to look at, you know, oh, d- wow. it just seems like he was just a little bitty tiny boy, a little bitty baby. And then now we're looking at, oh my goodness, he's starting big boy school. What is going oh, on? Man. <laughs> That's, you know, yeah. I, all, all this, all the stuff I've been hearing CC talking about, I'm like, oh God, it's happening too fast. It's no. too fast. No. So I mean, anyway, we're hitting the brakes and uh, he'll start uh, school tomorrow. He's fired up. Like he is ready to go to the blue school he's, he's i can see him being excited <laughs> he, man he's ready school. to go so shout out tiny boy that's yeah. awesome man tiny gift well we wish tiny good luck in his endeavors along with john it looks like this is gonna be tough for john no more uh mornings at big daddy's eating breakfast we're gonna have well uh, he's gonna be out unless we go really early but we'll still go with the younger two boys <laughs> yeah i was about to say he's got the, the rest in tow though don't worry don't worry elijah paul still wants to get in on every meal <laughs> he sure does don't worry you got many many a school function ahead of you <laughs> many <laughs> oh man well guys we appreciate everybody tuning in to us uh this week uh 90 episodes in it's it's quite an honor that we still got folks listening it means a lot to us uh if you do get a chance it would mean a lot as well if you want to decide to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Uh, hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?